0: Greetings, friends. Thanks, ill tuning the uh episode Ot Grog
1: Pod Roguelike Podcast. What the heck was that? <laughs> I I I I know this stuff, but like, what
0: It is it is the language of the pythonic I think, is that how you say it? Chathonic? chathonic? Uh Chathonic sounds
2: about right. To me, chathonic I
0: think. gods uh, that inhabit the world of the game that we are talking about this week on the Grog Pod Roguelike Podcast, where each episode of this podcast, as you can probably guess, uh, we talk about a roguelike game. Uh, and in this instance, uh, well, I am your host, first off, the. Definitely cursed by Cthulhu itself Uh, for the past few days, Scott Berger. And with me are my co-hosts, while the internet uh, still holds up, uh, brainwashed into participating by ghoulish tentacles.
2: It's Colin, the flying eyeball.
1: Oh, and, and this is a Will, uh, the punchable penguin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, Cthulhu, for talking to you as well. Uh, this is Andrew, adequately excellent harshman. A little H.P. Lovecraft pop quiz for you, fellas. Uh, Adequately excellent. What do you you think that is referring to in H.P. Lovecraftisms?
0: Uh, Any guesses?
2: Any guesses? Well, I'll tell you. It's what his, (laughs) uh, at one point, wife, Sonia Green, uh, at one point described uh, his lovemaking ability. Called him an adequately excellent lover, which is, uh, I mean... I feel like those are two words that mean different things. (laughs) Well, I, I you know I, I like to give it sort of a favorable look, like <laughs> excellent, but like fully ex- excellent. Anyway,
0: anyway, uh, this well, is my pick, eh? <laughs> yes, this week. <laughs> this week we are talking uh, the Laura Croft Minecraft adventure game Eldritch, uh, released on Steam. Way we're dialing the the uh, the timeline way way back to twenty thirteen uh october 21st 2013 in fact uh where eldritch first appeared on the steam scene as what's my factoid section here say the 45th overall rogue rogue type game released on steam uh, which (laughs) i guess we'll get into it but it sounds believable uh (laughs) should you should you be uh uh driven by madness to find where Eldridge is. You can find it on Steam, itch.io, you can find it on the, the Humble Game Store and from the developer's website directly. Uh, this game was developed uh, by Minor Key Games, uh, which is composed of two twin brothers, David Pittman and J. Kyle Pittman. Although I think uh, that's that's the dev studio, but I think for this game, it was a entirely solo dev effort by David Pittman himself. The guy that I linked the uh, the YouTube uh, GMC yeah. talk from, uh, that's the guy. Uh, but they both, I believe, previously worked on games like Borderlands, Borderlands 2, Bioshock 2, uh, The Bureau, XCOM Declassified, uh, and their dev studio is best known for, like, this This name sounds familiar, I haven't played this game, but it is free to pick up at your local uh, game supplier, uh, a 2012 free-to-play Metroidvania game called You Have to Win the Game. Does that sound, does that sound... Uh... Sounds
2: intriguing. Yeah, I just
0: lost lost the game. (laughs) Uh, Eldritch rolls in on our stat sheet uh, with the 289th most popular roguelike game in our data set with 2,108 total reviews. Uh, Colin, you've picked up an adventurer's journal describing this game in one sentence. What does it tell you? Uh... Use a knife to carve your way through
3: a three-dimensional maze of Nintendo 64 graphics.
1: Wow, that was incredible. You got it. You nailed it. That's Eldridge. Also (laughs) Fishman. Oh, and by Fishman,
0: I think you mean... And the little like, snakes that sound
1: like chimpanzees for some reason. Uh, I thought that was well, a- that's that's
0: the that's the eldritch horror-ness of it. Uh okay. I think but before before we really kind of like jump into uh this game, I think we have to rely on Andrew's expertise on who this uh Hewlett-Packard Lovecraft guy was. <laughs>
2: uh oh yes. Um well uh H.P. Lovecraft is uh, responsible for uh, a lot of unfortunate things, but one of, one of the nice things that he got a hand in uh, was establishing the Cthulhu Mythos, um, which was a is, and is a, a shared universe of uh, strange fiction stories. He was a, an author in the early 20th century and uh he's had sort of uh well well after his his death um you know a, a rise to to prominence and fame uh cthulhu's all over the place cthulhu mythos this cthulhu mythos that um and uh, you know, I just got to say that it's it's really great to be able to engage with uh, a problematic author who you don't have to like worry at all about like accidentally giving them money because <laughs> he did. So I can enjoy all of his uh, Tom Foley without uh, too much concern uh for my uh the state of my mortal soul
1: I, I gotta google this now um i'm not gonna bother the podcast oh <laughs> what's the controversy behind the scenes oh he was just oh, an, oh, an, no an
2: old white racist guy know, oh, like, Okay, and what? there is an know... and i i don't want to get too much into it but like there <laughs> is a a read on a lot of his fiction uh where oh there, there are some some troubling metaphors oh, I see. uh fortunately um None of the which games, are in this game. They're, they're, yeah. they're, none of them are <laughs> present in this game, indeed, indeed. You um, know how
3: sometimes they say people were like, oh, they're bad, but it was of their time. He was bad for his time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've heard, so I've heard. Um, I I did indeed have a, a pretty significant uh, sort of uh, Cthulhu mythos phase of, of my life, and I still sort of identify to some extent as a person who uh, likes that type of fiction. Um, and that's what brought me to this game. Was like, oh, there's not a whole lot of good <laughs> Cthulhu-based games. I'd like to play this. <laughs> I'd like to play an Eldritch horror uh, type of a game um, that contains uh, some of these lovable monsters and 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 uh, themes. Not the, well, not the theme so much, but some of these tropes and things that I I've enjoyed, you know, reading about. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it's Eldritch. Hey, that's a great title. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right, fellas? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it is a little, a little difficult for SEO purposes. I imagine this was probably easier ten years ago. Sure. But searching for, I guess, like if you were searching Steam Eldritch or mm. like Eldritch game, yeah, or, Eldritch game seems to be the or one like works. Yeah, Eldritch FPS or something, like you'd probably get directed to this pretty easily. Um, I've been kind of surprised that like the critical reception. this game not to like jump ahead to our our rankings too quickly here but like the general consensus that i've seen from like reviews on steam or uh comments on youtube on people's let's plays and stuff are generally like super fond of this like at the time yeah (laughs) uh this game seemed to have filled a a niche that was sort of missing it feels like at the time. And and I see a lot of YouTube comments. People are like, still playing this in 2022. And really?
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Or like,
0: yeah, comment chains of stuff like that. I'm like, right, okay. Right. Like there's there's like an interest and yeah, this this game seems to have had a big enough of an impact at the time to really warrant a kind of uh, impact that maybe it hasn't aged so well now. Right. But it definitely seems like it had, you know some some kind of major impact of time and i guess you know being one of the first 50 Rogi games mm-hmm. released on steam i don't remember if it had to go through greenlight back then um but yeah i could definitely some see question yeah.
2: which before we get too far along uh forget hp lovecraft <laughs> what a goofy name come on give me a break <laughs> uh lovecraft <laughs> would have been better off naming himself uh, minecraft i don't know uh so <laughs> Let us uh maybe we should paint a picture for the listeners. Like what this game oh, is yeah. like. What 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 is, what actually is are we talking about here? So it's a vaguely Minecraft looking in that it's like you know a grid-based game. Uh, the graphics are are not dissimilar, although I mean they have sort of a unique aesthetic to them. But like low poly, pretty basic, and it's all like sort of procedurally generated. And you're going into these procedurally generated. Uh, dungeons which are all cthulhu mythos themes so uh and you are the challenge is to traverse the dungeon basically which is very roguelike i suppose
0: yeah it's interesting that this game kind of you you hit the go button and you wake up in a library and classic there's there's, yeah classic roguelike
2: lovecraft location also
0: Classic uh, Minecraft trope, uh, and you know you have a, a book open in front of you, saying that oh man, this, this library seems to go on forever. I can't make my way out of here, but there's something in those books in front of me. And your your story begins with you exploring one of these these books or pumpkins uh, or something that you happen to click on inside this library, uh, and then you wake up in basically uh, like it. We're gonna we're gonna reference Minecraft here a lot but I'm trying to think of ways to describe this without using the word Minecraft. uh, vo- uh like you were saying Andrew voxel based cubes of being inside well, an underground dungeon Escher Escher based uh
3: Escher-esque like weird geometry of building like not built for human type stuff uh 3D block puzzle mm-hmm
1: it's not really a puzzle. Though. It is. It's just a labyrinth essentially, and the goal is to maze. Well, you got, maybe you got three levels per floor, and uh, the procedural generation I think was like that was the hobby horse of the uh, the creator of the de- developer for this one, where it was just essentially how do I create a world where I can like have paths that people can travel that don't that actually make somewhat some amount of sense, and yeah, sure I'll throw some monsters in there and some like little items to help you know give you a little bit of challenge, but essentially. It was just a labyrinth, and you just try find the exit three times, get an orb, and do that three times. Is that the game? Indeed.
2: Uh, it's that's 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 uh fairly close. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I think this is a great place to start. Like this is yeah. one of the most positive aspects of the game up front. <laughs> I feel like of any game that I have, in terms of like procedural generation, it's it's kind of a gamble sometimes. It feels like, and I was impressed even, you know, 20, 20, excuse me, 10 years on after its release. <laughs> um, I I personally was pretty impressed with like how well that aspect was done. Like in general, it felt like it worked and flowed pretty well. And the times when it was like weird and Escher-esque, that sort of worked to the theme, worked with the theme of the game, which is, oh, you're in this uh sanity blasting, unnatural paranormal place. um. But yeah it's
0: worth noting that like this kind of design is not super common for this sort of genre uh cuz like I feel like outside of Minecraft you don't see this kind of procedural dungeon diving
1: uh, aspect uh, a lot despite well, how popular
0: Minecraft is
1: Am I wrong like I mean like what's that, what's that dwarf game uh, uh deep rock galactic right that's that's a uh... Uh, low poly it's not as low but like it's procedural generation and
3: there are very few games where i feel like i get lost in a three-dimensional space i feel Mm -hmm. like it's basically minecraft and this (laughs) like everything else like you can feel as if it has a a, an intended path versus i found myself like i don't know where i am
1: yeah if you can throw some torches down on the wall that would have made a lot of a <laughs> that means you would have not done nearly as much backtracking in this game because yeah you're right it is very easy to get lost did, did minecraft come out before this i i think it did right oh yeah yeah i mean
0: yeah, probably like debatably somewhere between 2009. like yeah that like 2009ish to 2011ish cuz we were I... playing this in in undergrad yeah or did not I... <laughs> and by this i mean minecraft <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. And, and so did I I didn't watch that full YouTube he you sent out, but it was basically the dev talking about the, his, the their, his interest in building this game. But did he mention like a direct reference to Minecraft at all? No, uh... I think he came
3: at it. He came at it from the other end.
1: OK, because like... it felt like this is this is essentially it felt in many ways like, oh, yeah, my the puzzle here is how do I create like the the Minecraft um, like chasms or like mine system? It's just like, oh, yeah, that's the same sort of engine. It feels like it could have been powering both of those things. I don't know, maybe that's that's just I a... mean,
0: yeah, it, it it feels that way, but I think what he was saying in his talk was that he already had this kind of game engine that existed and he wanted to see if he could do that kind of three dimensional um labyrinth generation in it, as opposed to Minecraft, which is like here's this like big insane sandbox, and like that just happens to fall out of it. Mm. But also like Minecraft doesn't really have much of like a well, it does now, but I guess at the time. Didn't have a really sort of directionally goal oriented labyrinth design where it's like start, like start is here, finish is here, build all the stuff in between and do it in like a 3D insanity level and put some lizard men in there
1: and put some lizard men
2: and some
0: weird statues that sneak up on you. If you look at
1: you mean, turn your back on them, you want to talk about the enemies? I am I'm, I'm interested. To...
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. Uh, I you, mean, there's not much to say, right? Like a flying, <laughs> a flying eyeball. Uh, uh, you called yourself the flying eyeball, Colin. Uh, I was actually looking at the wiki earlier because I was, as I was playing this game, I was, I was trying to tap into my, my Cthulhu mythos knowledge, which I'm a little rusty on. And uh I was racking my brain, trying to figure out what 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 is the what is the flying eye? I recognize the floating polyp. I recognize the night gaunt. I recognize the shagas. But what is this flying eyeball? And as it turns out, it's just called the flying eyeball. <laughs> it's like what? What's it I thought this was from some like obscure, like footnote, uh, like really, you know. Uh, I mean, um, there's a flying eyeball
3: rare in rare manuscript of uh, in like a bunch of stuff. I'm assuming he's from like Doom.
2: Sure, oh. sure, sure. I just, I mean, so many of the monsters like direct references to uh yeah through the myth of stuff uh uh yeah 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 the the monsters well, what about those monsters you Andrew, are, about...
0: are, 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 yeah. are chimpanzee sounding worms a common thing in the hp lovecraft mythos
2: oh well, i wanted to give y'all's take on this i mean the worms now is that a reference uh to the layer of the white worm the strange fiction story i mean that, that's probably it right i think they're yes. face
3: busters all right excellent or chest busters or whatever Chest bursters perhaps Face huggers. face huggers Am I, um, I conflating
2: them? No, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the word. That was another one of those just sort of generic enemy that I don't think is a specific reference to a specific story. I didn't pick up on the the, the sound the sound effect, but uh, anyway, um, yeah. The uh, the what 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 do y'all what do y'all think of the the enemy design? I feel like they're
1: uninspired, perhaps uninspired. Oh,
2: interesting. Well,
0: okay, so I guess like the the the. Uh dev defense here this is definitely going to be an all devs go to heaven episode i feel like but
1: you keep saying uh, that but it's never going to make it more true
0: <laughs> the, the we all saying, die and go to the earth exactly That's and then it. underneath that earth is a labyrinthine uh 3d puzzle maze with chimpanzee Absolutely. sounding uh worms but the the dev was saying like when he was designing this game he was like intentionally going like super low budget it this sure. was just kind of like a vehicle
2: uh, yes. Uh, oh. So uh, as previously referenced, it was would, would kind things. of, uh, oh.
0: uh,
1: you know, design oh. practices.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We want to have a silence here for editing purposes because you cut out.
2: That, uh, we should just push through. As you said, the Cthulhu curse is upon you. The, you need yeah. to get yourself an elder sign right. as quickly as possible to, oh, hold off. This horrible incursion of Eldritch forces. Uh, unfortunately, Scott's Internet is a little bit wonky uh, today. Um, but uh, sorry, do continue, Scott. Uh, you were talking about how uh, the dev was speaking at GDC and he said, This is a vehicle for the game, is a vehicle for uh,
0: yeah, uh, thank you for for catching that. Uh, you yeah, know, that, that's uh, that's anytime that I'm gonna be uh, bad mouthing Cthulhu, then the internet's just gonna happen to drop out here, but we'll <laughs> hope the recording salvages it. But yeah, like, um, I think the dev was saying that like he intentionally went low budget and was trying to like use this game as like a a platform for learning how to do that kind of 3d uh design element Mm -hmm. and he was saying like he was actually kind of surprised that he had like a 10x roi from his his like development so i think that like yes the like the monsters and items are very uh light in their design charitably uh but if the goal was like oh yeah i think i'm just going to try to like build this thing um then i think that you know it kind of succeeded in the, in that regard but there, like there are there's some ideas here that are interesting um but i don't know that the game has really continued active development in a way that's like really yeah. um yeah like really it, like polished it up i guess it felt to me like a pretty good tech demo sure yeah i think that's exactly it
2: Interesting. Sure. That's, that's a a decent comparison. Uh, I feel like uh, there's enough enemy variety and they all kind of, uh, uh, they have enough different gimmicks that differentiate them that it's like, it's not, I I think it's arguably one of the better aspects of the game, Uh, the variety of monsters. Um, But (laughs) overall uh, there could stand to be more, um That's that's for sure, and that I, yeah. You know, well, Colin was right. And stuff. how
1: how do you kill all of them? Well, what do you what do you do? You you run up to them with the knife. You punch Wait. them, stab them twice, essentially, uh, or three times, or th- two or three. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, you could use a gun, but the gun like is uh, you know you get limited ammo, and so the it's the true, knife true. is just like it's almost it's just ridiculously easy with the, all pretty much all the enemies just to go stab stab. Um, now later they do start shooting things at you, and it gets a little bit more like oh I've got to like not stand right in front of them. True. But um, yeah. So it felt kind I mean, for of the scope uh, of
2: this game. I mean, there there are.
1: I, I don't. I don't give allowances for the scope of the game. Like uh, Scott's <laughs> talking about. Oh, the, if the goal was this tech, I don't care about the dev's goal. Which I care like, about my goal, which right. is to have fun. Sure. Tell you right. what, I failed. I failed big
0: time on and that. And I think goal. I think Will's uh, criticism is justified by the price point of the game being. This is know, a good point. Fifteen dollars. I don't factor
1: that in either.
3: Though. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: uh, again, like all right, let's go money to bags anywhere. with
0: Richie
3: over here.
1: No, 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 no. I, I, I look at. I put all games on an even playing field, like purchased or not. Like Baldur's Gate three, shit game. In my opinion, that's a shit game. Another <laughs> Eldritch inspired game, mind you. So if I oh, have no, the HP emails, Lovecraft the emails
0: are flowing in to.
1: <laughs> yeah, if oh, I have him point, to blame yeah. for for Baldur's Gate three, then that's <laughs> that'll make sense then. But H.P.
2: Lovecraft love your this is your fault too, right? Um, that's funny. That's funny. And that was a sixty dollars uh, game. So sure, sure, sure. Well, I was so, going to say that. Uh, yeah, fifteen dollars feels a little bit expensive. I was actually kind of shocked that it is not on like permanent discount, being so old. Right. Uh, maybe it goes on on sale often, but uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, so like monsters in this game, you have yeah. We kind of talked about flying eyeballs. There's fishmen that run around. Right. There's Deep little ones. scorpion critters. Uh, this game is super hard because these little like these critters that run around your your character, which from the from the title art of this game gets me like super jazzed. I'm like, okay, I'm some sort of early 1900s uh like woman Indian Jones with yep. a pistol. Okay. Yeah, I'm like I'm.
2: Yeah, but you're like it's an time.
0: adventurer, right? Wait, cool. you're a woman? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, on
2: the on the main menu screen, you can customize your character. Oh, so yeah, it's a
0: main menu screen. This is fun. That's a the one. is like, great. Outstanding. Yeah. The like the character customization to what end? Like you never see your character. It's you uh, your hands, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, so you know, you, you have like various kind of Lovecraft-inspired monsters, uh, you know and and there's like lizards and lizard statues that if you turn away from them they'll attack you which i think is a neat idea your so, items yeah. are 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 pretty kind of like what you would expect from a game like this you have a knife you can throw bottles and rocks and you have a um, un- underrated entertaining aspect of this game just using a revolver to shoot mages a plus idea
2: Absolutely, I I agree. There's something very <laughs> cathartic about shooting the cultists. That's very like Call of Cthulhu role playing game story, like running around chomping on a cigar and like just blasting cultists. Right. Um. But also like it's very cathartic to just like kill <laughs> these like unbeatable, unknow- unknowable eldritch horrors with just a regular <laughs> gun. I, I found very <laughs> entertaining. Uh. But of course you run out of bullets pretty quickly. Um. Yeah. The uh, the the items as far as like the the uh the inventory items. I was I was a little underwhelmed by those, and, and, as well as you know the the, the weapons and um, also the magic. I felt like was a little underwhelming, and the fact that you couldn't combine any of them or have like, I, yeah, it felt like they were too simple. And if they were going to be that simple, there needed to be an option to pair them together. Mm-hmm. Like, and they you cost, only have they cost oh,
3: yeah. money to use, right? Like your mana was your money. Mm-hmm. Which means that I'm never going to use any of the items ever, because that's how I play video games. Can't what else spend, do you spend the money on? I don't know the shop. Uh, nothing, because I'm hoarding it for when I might yeah. use it.
0: There's there's <laughs> there's like shopkeeper. Uh, oh yeah, there was the rooms yeah. that you use the the blue coins uh to pay for stuff. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like I never I never felt uh really compelled to go into the shops and be like. Okay, I'm like ah I finally found a shop. Now I can use it to to buy this thing to progress further. Like in there's a lot of um uh overlaps with Titan of the roguelike uh genre Spelunky in here, but just like it's like what if Spelunky was in 3D but a tech demo version? It's kind of like what this is, you know, you, you have a level, you get onto the bottom, you might like collect some stuff along the way. And again, solo dev effort, but uh we're we're like, I, I kind of want to test out a new segment at the end of the show, but we'll maybe mention it now. But there's another game that's very similar in design aesthetic to this, that's like it does literally everything possibly better, which is called Barony. And and that's a game that like one of the uh listeners requested for our listener request episode way back when uh and i was like oh, you know this this looks kind of interesting uh and then the more that i was playing of eldritch i was like man i feel like barony would be way better at this aspect that aspect and it has four player local co-op and like ooh uh maybe maybe this is gonna jump up on the uh on the two playlist relatively soon but um but yeah i thought that like that kind of that kind of aspect seemed seemed like it was hitting kind of all the same notes other oh, shopkeepers there's reasons why you get to the end of the level but yeah I don't know like it it just it didn't yeah. feel like it really for me like it felt like it was surprising that people had such fond memories of this game because sure. like playing it now like in a fresh in a fresh uh context and given that you know we've had all these incredible games come out since then uh I feel like Eldritch, like it's not really the fault of the game per se, but it has not aged well in in retrospect.
3: Yeah, pretty much everything that it does, except for the three dimensional maze, has been done many times. Right. Uh, I did think that like the the second time I like played it for a bit, I I did, I I did get a hint of like where people could enjoy it. You get like. Just a little bit of a flow state, running around, just jumping and like a park, almost like a parkour experience of just flowing through the maze, trying to figure out the maze. Like you're 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 a a rat running a maze, and like get to end, feel good.
2: Uh, Definitely, definitely. And and uh, to your point, the the act of doing that, the movement, very tight, very smooth. Like you've got a little uh, a little tiny pull-up vault move, which I always appreciate.
3: Yeah, so, like, I can see that's the only thing that I think is still feels, I don't don't say fresh, but it still feels like it hasn't been overdone in 2023. Like, Mm -hmm. there's still not like, really complex 3D mazes. is just not done. Probably because it's not very good, for the most (laughs) part, but it does mean that it's somewhat novel. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Well, ironically, H.P. Lovecraft never wrote a novel, but uh, <laughs> only a novella. Uh, it should be noted. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty novel, and I was impressed that that held up. I played this game when it was relatively new, and I remembered I didn't like love it as much as as these reviews that you're referencing, Scott. But mm-hmm. I did like enjoy it. And the main reason that I stopped playing was that like it felt like I needed to invest more time in it. Yeah, and I just at the time I, I didn't feel like doing that basically. <laughs>
0: in a weird in a weird kind of like parallel world, like I've been playing a lot of uh uh like OG Quake. And what? there's like also there's a some... love
2: crafting game.
0: Oh well yeah, there you go. Uh oh no, legitimately. <laughs> uh yeah, I like I spent enough time on that final boss to know. Uh but yeah, the uh like the movement like flow in Quake feels Kind of similar here, sure. where like th- there's like times where you can get like like bunny hopping momentum going, like, oh, this is this feels like pretty good. Uh, but then you know, you hit the wall of like the 3D underground chunk, and you're like, uh, uh, I wish I could have, you know, had had more uh speed or freedom going. I watched a uh, <laughs> a YouTube speed run of this game that someone like literally be the entire game, uh, start book one to end of book four. Uh, finish in like two minutes and 30 seconds
2: oh wow, all right and it was
0: it was quake style <laughs> bunny hopping mayhem it was
2: great awesome that's that's very impressive i can dig it uh but uh yeah interesting interesting tie-in uh quake one of the designers on quake was sandy peterson who was uh, the like lead designer on the uh the call of cthulhu role-playing game and so like a lot of the lore and background in quake is based in cthulhu mythos stuff like the final boss is like uh, like Shuknagaroth or something. Um, and anyway, and, uh, yeah. Anyway,
0: launchers and nail guns. Yeah, that's.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, they spent a lot of time talking about that in uh, the 1920s uh, pulp uh, action stuff. Uh, anyway, um,
0: interdimensional slipgates. So yeah, yeah, yeah uh, it's interesting
2: that they both have like a, a similar sort of moveset. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, the, I... the combat. What do we think of the combat? As you you, you were talking about it, uh, uh, talking about it there, Will uh not the best not no. the best combat
1: not not at all yeah no uh what the gu- here's something i didn't understand so i think there's like two or three different types of guns right that like there's a revolver and there's like this flintlock pistol they both they both take the exact same round and they shoot the exact same they're the same gun but they're just I've having a different pistol the... at all
2: yeah, no I idea what the differences.
1: Yeah they, yeah they just they just all they seem the same like uh I mean, the, so, so okay, there, you have those two weapons. You can carry up to two weapons on you, and so one was always a knife, because the knife is just, like, you just just does as much damage as anything else, and most things you can just stab, and so... Uh... It's more
3: powerful, says the wiki.
1: Oh, it well, is. there you go. I oh, didn't oh, realize that. Everything seemed to die that? in one shot, regardless, or two shots, so...
2: <laughs> I shouldn't have been using it the whole time. I, 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 you guys,
1: do you guys use stealth much? I think as, as soon as I found that I was dying a lot, Especially like as you get further in, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I don't want to fight everything, but most of the time I died for some what felt like some bullshit thing that saw me in the (laughs) distance that I wouldn't have been able to stop anyways. It fired some blast Eldridge blast at me, and uh... I mean,
0: those flying eyeballs are probably the like the worst enemy in this game by a country mile because like you do rely on that knife so much, and the flying eyeballs are just like, no, I'm just gonna like shoot a fireball from you from across like the map, basically. Right. And, you can't
3: you can't mitigate it. You can't sneak up on them really because they're just like right wigging out somewhere.
0: And and you only have three hit points to start with. Like you can get more, but it, it feels it feels very scary from that aspect of like, oh my god, like like everything does a crazy amount of damage to you. Uh spikes on the floor, like you can't those are hard to jump over if they're too too deep or um icicles coming from the ceiling or little tiny scorpions that are hard to see or uh you know a, a flying eyeball from across the map like the the for me it felt like i'm just gonna run through this as fast as possible and mm-hmm. not like worry about any of the enemies and i think that worked yeah. like 60 of the time <laughs> yeah fight when you have to
3: otherwise just run through
2: I thought the stealth was interesting, but I just, I felt like I didn't have the patience for it. It's like, I, I want to, I need to get as many runs under my belt and just try to power through this. So I'm going to go like bunny hop quake mode.
1: Yeah, so you weren't, you weren't doing the, the crouch. And then I noticed that you could actually lean around things. I totally forgot because there was like a week Me where too. I was like...
2: I and totally I'm like, oh, Yeah, you can story. lean.
1: I didn't use that mechanic very much. Maybe that would have helped if you, you wanted can to use lean snow. and it
3: like
2: doesn't, yeah, it's balanced for lean, which I usually love. <laughs> I, I'm shocked that yeah, I, uh, yeah, me. I didn't use it. Um, I would, yeah, I had a similar experience.
1: Um, I I really I want to talk about like uh, the kind of something important in game design in general and where I feel like, you know, what's the one thing if you could change one thing about this game, um. I don't know if you all agree with this, but I don't think the procedural generation did anything to make this game better. And I think that a curated set of like three, you know, four maps or whatever, like where, okay, I'm just imagining like it, something that's very common, I think most, maybe the audience would have played like the Golden Eye game, N64, very mm-hmm. much uh, bespoke, you know, everything's built, all the enemies are placed in very specific locations. And you are doing that run over and over again if you die and you're learning more about it, but like, and it's, and it's fundamentally different. And like, you know, it's not surprising, like the layout of the landscape But what's so what's surprising is like how far you can get. Are you getting mastery over how to get through areas? And I felt like that would have been a much more interesting take on like this game in general, rather than just like procedural generation be, just because I can. Like that just didn't it didn't do anything for me. And I think in general, if we look across lots of different games that are coming out, the procedural generation, like when does it work and when is it not? I think that's an important question. And I think that most of the time when you think it's going to do something good for your game, it probably won't.
3: I think procedural generation is way harder than people think it is. Like you have to, I've listened to some talks from people like doing the procedural generation for Minecraft and they put like many person years of effort into it to get it to as good as it is. And it's like, wow, it's amazing. It's like, yeah, they tried really hard. Uh, You can't just like slap some, some stuff together and import proc gen done yeah um i do disagree with you on this point though Mm. um i think that if this game had the same levels three times in a row it would be extraordinarily boring
1: no no, i mean like i I mean like we're talking about distinct levels but like where it's bespoke and like there are certain enemies at certain locations and like your goal is to figure out how do you like the puzzle then of the game is not the labyrinth the puzzle is okay, here's a, you know, there's, there's one, there's a thing that's going to shoot down this hallway here. And there's like a melee guy on the left. How do I like bait this guy out and then go over the, like figuring out like how to progress through that, I think is more that's interesting.
3: A, that's just like a different game. It's, a, it's, it's like, a different
1: puzzle. That's what I'm saying. But I think that like yeah. giving the same components, that would be, I think, much more fun. Yeah,
2: that's I, think, an inter- I, I was sort of thinking about this same question and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know. I feel like the navigation is, I mean, it was obviously one of the design goals, but let's say like, what if that wasn't one of the design goals? What if the design goal was, let's just make the most fun game possible? Would it be more fun if there were, was really great level design? Possibly. If it was a real, if it was a very talented level designer, probably it, it would be better. Um, but then as you say, it would be totally different, but just in they terms still of have the Elders characters, character, I think it's very possible it could be more fun potentially. Um, I think there's
0: there's parts here that if you so
2: sorry anyway
0: like if you lean more into the insanity of Lovecraftianism it would probably work better. Where I think the dev was saying like in his in his like Progen uh, tests that like he had different themes of chunks and that like oh and like this chunk here would be like uh like a town theme with like big columns and stuff and then the next door chunk would be like you know something totally different but he wound up like taking that out because it was like super distracting and jarring and what have you. Uh, Whereas I think that like, if you had something that was way more like MC Escher, just like totally bizarre. And again, this would be super hard to do import proc gen. uh, If you had like one chunk and then the chunk adjacent to it was like tilted at like 90 degrees or something where it's like, Oh, this house that would normally be pointing up is like pointed to the side or whatever. Uh, like, that kind of, like, weird, like, oh, my God, am I losing my mind walking through here would work better? Um, And I think, like, there's another kind of overlap between this game and, like, a rogue question mark game uh, that is similarly low-budget and more on, like, the accidental horror comedy end of the spectrum called Baldi's Basic Plus, uh, which has similarly uh, low-budget character creation but has done so in in a theme that's like accidentally horror. uh I think like there's there's a spice here that kind of hits that same nerve, but like like it's trying too hard kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like the the proc gen could be done better if it was like the further you progress uh, progressed down in each uh stage uh level um that like it got progressively like weirder and got navigate. Like, the, the statues were like you look away from them and then they move. Like, that's a very, like, cool horror thing that I think is, like... I want more of that. Uh, there's some secret um, areas, too, I believe,
2: that... Uh, Andrew, did you get the good ending to this game? So, I found the item that I needed to get the good ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are some steps that I missed... And so I got the the normie ending and uh, I was, <laughs> this is, a, I wanted to talk about this, but I'll talk about it right now. Very disappointed with the ending of this game. Uh, not There's not much of a reward. It felt very much like playing an old NES game where like you get to the end screen and it's like super underwhelming. It was like Thank a you paragraph of text. Game and over. then I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, maybe you the- win maybe the good ending's better or there's more to it maybe. And then like I, I YouTubed it and it's like, Nope, it's pretty much the same. It's just uh, the, the, the read me notepad text is different, <laughs> but it was uh, kind of a letdown. Um, and yeah. So uh, anyway, there are some secret areas you say, Scott, that sort of are a little more sanity blasting.
0: I mean, yeah, I think you're, you're describing like one of them. I think there's uh, a secret area on the second of the third of each uh level of each oh, stage if i'm phrasing that right okay, uh okay. where like you, you know you're finding the stuff that's required for the quote-unquote good ending uh and
2: pardon me i found just one of them apparently
0: oh yeah so i think you need you need all three of whatever those mcguffins are and then you take those to the final uh book at the very end of the game but um but if I remember right, the areas in which those things are housed are also like slightly different. So it's like, yes. yeah, I don't know. Like the proc gen.
2: That, that part was cool. It yeah. Like, oh, I've stumbled into an actual like secret hidden location. Oh, what's yes. this? And it, it teleported me to this like shrouded weird sort of ooh, alternate dimension. And it, 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 was, it was definitely cool. And more of that stuff, I agree, would have been uh, really would have helped with the experience.
0: Yeah, I think for a game that was designed as a low-budget like tech demo, uh, you know, it's it's fine, but it definitely feels like one.
2: Indeed, I'm I'm personally pretty torn about it. Like I, I felt enough of a, uh, I was compelled enough to continue playing it, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was having that much fun most of the time.
1: <laughs> there yeah. were
2: certain t- moments where it was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm really feeling the, oh, I only have, so, you know, I'm so far in my run. I only have so much health. Um, I'm really dipping and diving and running from all these horrible uh, Lovecraftian horrors. And and if that felt pretty good. But, like, those moments were kind of few and far between, I'm sorry to say.
1: Oh, let me... I this just occurred to me, um, just as as the maybe, uh, paired with what we talked about before. So the bespoke sort of like built out maps for three levels, but that make it give it give it that extra flair. So it's still the Eldritch sort of theme. Like I don't know, I feel like there's another game that's done this, and I'm probably stealing this from someone else. But like. Uh, kind of playing into that MC Escher sort of thing. Why not have like if gravity shift onto the walls and this becomes a puzzle game as to like you can approach this enemy straight on, or you can rotate the world 90 degrees and that'll like reposition their orientation such that like maybe you want to fight them this way as opposed to like you know, and, and then basically it's a puzzle of do you go forward, rotate the world 90 degrees, come back? I think it was uh one of the Zelda games they did a lot of like it's I the game think the, the called the,
3: Fez that does that, like that ro-
0: you like rotate around it
1: i yeah. guess
3: it's not no no that's not the well that's that's more that's like, like a, you
0: rotate you the plane you're in yeah there's there's two games that do this super well that are both puzzle games but i agree with will would like be super cool to see this in kind of like a a rogie yeah I don't, I don't know how you would do this procedurally but uh if someone out there is like i'm looking for an impossible project uh turn either manifold garden or anti-chamber, or anti-chamber. Anti-chamber. Oh, yeah. that game's
3: uh, a mindfuck. <laughs> uh,
0: turn either of those into some kind of, like, I don't know. There's there's something with, like, doing that, but Rogi that would just be, like, it, it would turn my brain into dust, and I'm all for it. Mm. Yeah, that sounds uh, fun. I'm, I'll
1: Sign me up for that game.
2: Go, go, going back to the uh, theme that you were kind of tapping into a bit, Scott, <clears throat> is this game scary? Question mark.
0: I think it's accidentally scary because you're so squishy. Uh, it, and that like the frogman kind of leaping around the corner of going ooh, 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 ooh. like it's <laughs> it's like accidentally scary like the first time you play it. What's really scary is when you go into um, uh, like the time trial mode thing. Uh, I forget the name of it, but you go and you, asylum. you have, like, The Asylum. The Asylum. The asylum presents uh, Eldridge, <laughs> and you go in. You have two minutes and thirty seconds to collect as many souls as you can before the the great demon comes and eats you. As a thought, yes, that's the one. Um, and like again, maybe like accidentally scary because you turn around a corner and there it is, and it gets you, and you're like, oh okay, sure. Um, but like once once you've seen it. I don't think it's I don't think it's scary anymore. But yeah, I thought
2: I thought that was pretty effective in like a sort of low budget, but like smartly done, mm-hmm. executed way.
0: But coming back to uh yeah. but Baldi's basics plus like right. does does look like legitimately terrifying in a uh like oh my like this this was created by a person and not by some like weird AI and or alien that was just mimicking human technology.
3: <laughs> yeah, I felt like I at best, was it startled you sometimes, mm-hmm. but I was never. I never felt unsettled in any way. I never felt unease, as you should in a uh, Lovecraftian world. Like they just were like, oh, it's a monster with tentacles on. It's like ah. it's six, 64 graphics. That's not. I'm. I'm. I can see every. Po- I, I, every pixel. Every polygon. So. There's nothing unseen
1: here. I don't know that what one monster that? that could travels through walls. That I was that was the first one that I realized travels through walls um, to chase you down. Um, that was like, oh, oh, not to keep moving. And it was like a, a, a slight rise in my stress oh. for like oh. a half a second. And then I'm like, oh, nice. Okay, I guess I keep running. Okay.
2: Famously, a lot of Lovecraft protagonists, They they say that when they are face to face with the uh, unknowable mm-hmm. horrors, they go, oh. <laughs> 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 but in a Boston accent. Um. So that's ah. interesting. That's interesting. Well, I, I guess to answer my own question, I, there were a, a few moments that I, I felt like it was kind of spoopy. Like there's sort of mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. now that we are in 2023, uh, I I found that some of the environments were kind of off-putting and kind of unsettling in sort of a back rooms type way. Did, mm-hmm. did anyone get the back rooms vibe at
0: all? Uh. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like a little bit, but again, like it's been it's like not the fault of the game that it it has been uh possibly overshadowed by like actual like SCP containment breach style games. Yeah. Uh and the one that I was thinking of just a minute ago of like, oh, what does Baldi's basic plus remind me of? Cruelty Squad. That's an actual like horror, yeah. like well, maybe not horror, but like it makes me horrified to think about that game, just with like how it looks, how it plays, but like Indeed, I
2: I haven't gone on my way to not play Cruelty Squad because it just looks <laughs> unpleasant, and yeah. I mean, I'm a horror fan, but it's like it looks it looks very unpleasant for me, my specific um, what sensibilities.
0: the hell is this game? So if if,
3: if Eldritch looks
2: very intriguing, yeah.
0: But, if El- if Eldritch got more Cruelty Squad, the deeper you got into the game, Ooh, that would be that would be super cool. Like like again, we're just like giving out ideas for what an Eldritch two would be. <laughs> but like uh so copyright copyright tmtm but uh but yeah i think like this this game like it can only do so much i i get that like people have fond memories of it from way back when 10 years ago but i think there's other games that do like lovecraftianism fps hack and slash and low budget jank nightmare better um like all individually but like None of them kind of like package it all into one thing, which is what this one does. Yeah. Rankings time is it? I think so. It that, uh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good good transition because we got some short listener emails that I I kind of want to touch on. Um, how do we want to do these rankings? Because it looks like Andrew has this game pretty high up there
2: well i mean that's just because I've, I've played so few of these um so yeah let me just get my get, get go first because i'm kind of my own subcategory almost <laughs> um since i haven't actually played all of these uh all the podcast games uh so i'm putting it at number five so basically <laughs> pretty darn low in my list um so like second to last basically um I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad game. Again, I think that the the design goal of I want a game where you navigate and it's randomized every time. And so that mm-hmm. challenge is always there. I think it does a pretty good job. The mini map I think is pretty effective in keeping you from getting totally lost. Um, the agency that you're granted with certain items to like break through walls um makes it so that the the navigation is never like unfair, really, in my in my personal opinion. Um but there's just all of these sort of shortcomings compound to the point where the game is is falls quite pretty pretty short, un- unfortunately. Um, that being said, I, I did want to mention very quickly uh, the sound effects of the cultists. Uh, I love that they just oh, sound kind of minorly oh. inconvenienced, like they're just like, oh, 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 oh what's going on here? <laughs> Which, ironically, is a great microcosm, great example of the Cthulhu mythos sort of theme that these unknowable Eldritch abominations from beyond the stars, these elder gods, we are so insignificant to them, us humans, that we are nothing but a minor inconvenience. Uh, And so I appreciate that Eldritch does manage to uh, get a few of these Eldritch horror themes right, Uh, specifically the idea of kind of going on a Cthulhu mythos themed delve adventure and I haven't been able to find that experience in many other games. So it's, I would say worth
1: playing
2: a bit of, um, but anyway, sorry, number five. Uh, <laughs> I, I digress.
1: I, we, we I got you, know, I keep saying this. we gotta get you on the the one to ten system because the the rankings now that we all have different, uh, uh, number of games that we've played because you say five, that's five out of six though, right?
2: indeed so i guess maybe a, a more uh, relevant metric is second to last <laughs> sorry eldritch
1: um cool well i um i'm already talking so here i am leaping into it it's very very simple 5 out of 10 for me um the, at 6 being at the recommend threshold it doesn't make it to the recommend it's not a total it's not a total complete waste of um of time though i mean it was interesting to to see the You know, the the library set up, kind of get the the lore of the game a little bit. There was something novel to it. But um, yeah, for all the reasons mentioned, um, I think that um, with some core changes, it could have been a really fun game, specifically the stuff that we chatted about there um, with regards to level design. But um, that puts it at 17 out of it looks like 31 games. Um, which pushes a, actually for me, it was ahead of bro Tato. I would rather play this game than last week's bro Tato game. Um, but it was not as good as like the last spell, which I gave a six out of 10. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's fine.
0: I think maybe I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I think this game is, is a, a solid, uh, eh, um, I, but where it lands on my rankings uh sounds well I don't know maybe it does deserve to kind of go down here it's kind of on the bottom tier of my list of like games that are just on the like outside edge of like a light not recommend um for me it's my 25th out of 31 uh just behind pineapple Smash crew just ahead of sort of the stars the pit uh I think like yeah this game was probably like cool and interesting when it came out in 2013 but a lot has changed since then. And yeah, the the more notes that I was taking on this, the more I was like, you know, there's going to be a future episode when like all four of us are going to do a couch co-op session of Barony and we're just going to be like, man, this is so much better than Eldritch was. It doesn't have any like tentacle monsters in it, but uh, but, yeah, I think it kind of, there's other games that do kind of everything else uh, uh, better. Uh, The first moment that I shot a cultist with a pistol, I was just like, ooh, maybe this does have something. But then I'm like, mm, I guess it was just that. Uh, yeah, ending ending is bad. Um, if, if like the title card art was like closer to what the experience of the game was, like that would be cool. Like give me more about like your Indiana Jones heroine and like she's got a revolver and she's shooting like these like winged batmen. Like more of that, please. Uh, I think the game is also like way too expensive for what it is. Maybe yeah. if it goes on sale for like 5 bucks, sure, uh if you're interested in that kind of thing, but yeah, I think there's just a bunch of other stuff that uh that just does it better. So, 25 for me. Uh yeah, I have it as my number 24,
3: 5 out of 10. Uh right behind Warsim. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, you 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 just you oof. wanted to stab me there, eh? Right? Oof.
3: Well, I mean, War Sim's still better than it. Don't worry. Pull the trap door. On <laughs> yeah, because, because yeah. it's
1: the number two game out of all the ones we played. Yeah. But yeah, um,
3: I feel like I don't, I don't dislike this game. I just feel like it was underbaked. Hmm. Um, like if it were two dollars, you go like fool around in it for a while. You know, run around in a maze, have an afternoon of fun. Decide if you want to play it more or cool. For $15, I expected like more of a game. And I feel like it was just too small in scope. Um and just not I don't know. I just didn't find it that interesting. I got I felt nothing when I shot a cultist in the face. I've shot many <laughs> mans in faces in video games.
2: I felt nothing. Like I shot a cultist in um relay just to watch him die it did not oh, yeah. feel it did not I'll feel as though th-
3: it It gave me no no vibe of theme none of none of it really gave any vibe of theme to me uh i felt no sense of eldritch horror at any point uh except for the one time that i did the like asylum thing and the weird smoke monster got me hmm. Right. Well, that's
0: Eldritch. That's gonna with the way that we have. Let our, us close uh, the
2: uh, blasphemous tome.
0: Yes. Uh, Eldritch is gonna land at number nineteen out of our thirty-one games. Uh, I think overall. The, well, those those numbers will probably be adjusted as time goes on. But uh, but yeah, for that's where it's gonna land at the moment. I think so. Uh, new segment. Uh, possibly just gonna uh, workshop this a little bit. Uh, if you liked this kind of game what other games should you check out because we gave a glowing recommendation to it uh <laughs> i've got some notes on let's see so eldritch is kind of like a lovecraftian fps hack and slash with low budget jank nightmare kind of already mentioned baldy's basics plus if you want more of that like weird low polygon like uh almost no animation like freakazoid kind of game check that one out uh Oh, I guess I should also speculate that uh, these are all roguey type games. So uh, FPS, FPS, hack and slash. We mentioned Barony a lot. Um, another one that comes up that seems to be pretty highly rated that I think is maybe in early access or coming out this year is called Mortal Sin, which looks super interesting. It's, I don't know, like first person. I get like Quake vibes from it, and like a really interesting art aesthetic. Um, and then coming back to our favorite uh, topic of the evening, Lovecraftianism. Uh, there's kind of a, a big one of the traditional roguelike, roguelike sphere, Infra Arcana, which is supposed to be a uh, Lovecraftian uh, turn based, tile based, uh, you know, Proc Gen RPG kind of a deal. Darkest uh, Dungeon 1 and 2, obvious candidates. Uh, there's one called uh, Lobotomy Corporation Monster Management Simulation, which I believe is supposed to be a very SCP inspired uh, kind of deal. Uh, you have a a very um manga looking uh, JRPG question mark game called World of Horror in all caps. Uh, very eldritchy. And Will was just talking about 20 minutes till dawn, which I think has eldritchy kind of aspects to it. So uh, if you're if you're looking for something along those same lines, check any one of those out uh let's see what else we got here uh very
2: useful segment for the listeners i think (laughs) hey you know even if this wasn't a cup of tea there's other games to be had so yes Uh, and hey a lot i'm hearing a lot of great recommendations uh games i'll be checking out for sure
0: yeah and uh dovetailing to our our this time very short emails that people have been sending in so thank god uh one uh one recommendation that we got from a listener emmanuel writes in and says please try the game against the storm smiley face uh, he says uh, uh love the podcast you guys do an awesome job so thank you for that emmanuel um against the storm is is super interesting uh i feel like that's a game that <laughs> uh what if you look it up right now you're like it, rogue question mark uh there's no kind of indication that it is roguey but this is one of those weird edge cases with the data where uh every snapshot that i've been taking like once every three months or so uh this game did have like a considerable amount of like rogue based tags to it like three or four months ago and then the developers deleted them (laughs) 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 which like is a way for them to kind of have control over that uh but again like it kind of you know Stay tuned in a half in a few episodes for when we do our two and a half hour long debate episode of what is a roguelike exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that game super interesting to kind of check out It's uh, I believe, something along the same lines of like a last spell type game if you didn't have the individual unit micromanagement.
1: Um, yeah, no, it's uh, overwhelmingly positive. It's got um, lots of great ratings here and it looks like it's uh, 35% off right now. So,
0: oh, hey, well timed. Look at that.
1: <laughs> uh, the
0: other email we got rolling in is from our dear friend Davian uh, at the Fuchsa plays on YouTube. He says, uh, just listen to the luck be a landlord episode and around the 40 minute mark. Uh, it made me think of an important note regarding roguelikes. Yes, roguelikes have luck based gameplay. But for a lot of them, there are a lot of ways to circumvent being affected by random outcomes, which got me thinking, like, okay, what what are examples of like good randomness and bad randomness? And uh <laughs> I think in Eldritch here, like the first time I booted up, I, I ran into a pit that was like two blocks deep and I couldn't jump out of it. I'm like, is there something there's gotta be something I'm doing wrong here? And then I was thinking like, nope, this is just bad randomness here,
2: potentially. But- yeah, I feel like
3: randomness that you have some sort of like the randomness where you do get some sort of control out of it, or you you there are strategies to mitigate it, um, is is generally better. I I feel like I've been from like playing board games, I've been drawn a lot more towards like deck draw style randomness rather mm-hmm. than dice roll randomness, uh, where it's not true random. You actually are, you know. You will get what you want eventually. Like if you're rolling a dice, you could just roll a nat one a hundred times in a row. Extremely unlikely, but possible. If you roll it, if you're if you're drawing fifty cards, you're gonna draw the ace eventually. Um, and I feel like that that's the kind of randomness that like either you get something out of it, you learn something a little bit more, you you have ways to like manipulate it somehow.
0: Yeah, my good put- yeah, my good bullet point for randomness is is luck be a landlord. I think specifically for that, because you have that kind of uh deck-based mechanism, but it's still it's still like random, but in a good way. Um But yeah, I think like my my other bad one, not to to dunk on hack slash loot again, because I think we do that a lot, but uh, that game uh, having just like randomness to the point where like, oh, like I've opened a door into a dead end and monsters are kind of surrounding me from all angles. And like, what can I do to strategize my way out of this? There's nothing because it's just, I guess more on that dice roll into the spectrum. Like I've just dice rolled myself into a corner by going this direction and picking this item versus something something like cogmine feels a lot more agency driven uh there's probably a more scientific way of putting it but yeah i think like things like that kind of underscore it all right well uh cthulhu has has uh held has out gone back, the to, bed. <laughs> He's gone gone going back
2: to bed cthulhu's going back to bed
0: uh if you want to write into the program you can send us an email grogpodzone at gmail.com uh, you can find us on the gamedev.place mastodon with grogpod at gamedev.place and our website where we have all of our goodies and stuff for you to check out grogpod.zone uh our next episode finally uh, oh, finally it's a scott pick we have such a fine v- variety and array of scott picks indeed <laughs> uh this uh, this next episode that's coming up, I'm going to force everyone to play a JRPG roguelike game that everyone seems to have pretty pretty neat fondness for called One Way Heroics. And Will is confusingly Googling right now.
2: Like, yeah, that well, is yeah, that exactly what I'm Confusingly Googling well, what I know the J stands for. The
3: number, four, the number four picture that comes up with Google is... Uh, Queen Frida, you can do whatever you want with my body, okay? <laughs> so I'm excited for this one. <laughs>
0: uh, this yeah. One. The, the, what? <laughs> this, this is a game that you can tell, so not to spoil too much of our One Way Heroics episode coming up, but it's another solo dev effort. Uh, very obviously a a game made by a fellow in Japan, uh, the, the, the publisher of which has quite a diverse array of other wacky games so uh there will be some interesting stuff to talk about for sure in our upcoming one-way heroics episode uh yeah
2: <laughs> well i personally am looking forward to uh playing a jrpg yes uh, <laughs> for the a long first time, time ever <laughs> If, no, I've if uh, played barely any. A very interesting pick. All right, cool.
0: Yeah, if you ever were playing a JRPG and you're like, you know what? If this could just be condensed down into 25 minutes, uh, boy, do we have the solution for you. So, Ooh, huh. uh, and only wanting, running in one single direction. So that'll that'll tie up our Eldritch episode. We'll put away the Tentacle books for now. <laughs> maybe maybe for next episode we'll see. Uh, <laughs> and. In the meantime, to play us out from this episode will be the haunted tones of the Mountain of Madness preventing your plane from takeoff to somewhere more sane.